I just love trip sitting because it is such a dance with boundaries. The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Are you feeling like a boundary has been crossed or are you trying to let a boundary go there? What, or <laughs> is, is this a boundary issue? That's what I'm asking. Uh, that we didn't it's possible. It time. It's possible. I thought about it and then I forgot. I was like, what are we going to say? Welcome to another episode of Psilocybin Says. And then we just got so nonviolent communicating. Well, we don't have to say it now because you just said it. Um, <laughs> And that's, you know, is that a hard boundary? Do we have to say at the beginning of every episode, welcome to Psilocybin Says. (laughs) I'm Eric. And I'm Courtney Rose. (laughs) I guess we don't. No, we really don't. If people are made it this far, then they probably know who the fuck we are and they know what the name of this podcast is. But what if this is their first episode? Then if they like it enough to listen to another one, then they'll probably, <laughs> and even if, is, if this is their first episode, then they just heard I it. Guess if last episode was their first episode, then they didn't hear it. They didn't hear it. And that will be, it'll be open to interpretation who we are. And Look what, at the title of the podcast. Yeah. I mean, you clicked on the link, so you have to know the name <laughs> of the podcast, but who we are. I don't even know if it's, we, you know, who we are. That's a fucking imaginary boundary anyway. I'm Eric. Oh, look at me in my bag of skin. I'm Eric Osborne. Well, your bag of skin is different than mine to mm-hmm. some degree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is. The boundaries are a little blurred between our <laughs> bags of skin. <laughs> <laughs> this is the bag of skin we call Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm this the meat is- sack known as. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's interesting yeah. it changes the changes my perspective anyway when i start thinking about it in those terms you and if know. you're still here this is the podcast for you yeah right now <laughs> so we're going to talk about some boundary issues today because we all have them we yes we do very few people have really and and well, i guess the thing is it's like the boundaries are if they're if your boundaries are healthy, then they should not necessarily be static. You know, like there's this kind of idea that I have boundaries and my boundaries are my boundaries, and that's how I know I have healthy boundaries. And I mean, one of the the, the aspect of the conversation that I want to bring to the table is the fact that at times my boundaries have been way too firm, and I've not been willing to or able to take on other perspectives or uh, compromise, if you will. And mm. that's not a, that's not ever helpful. I mean, sometimes it is. I guess there's sometimes where you have to have a very firm mm-hmm. no or yeah. yes, um, but not all the time. Right. There is the ability to reexamine Definitely. where our boundaries are coming from well you said in the last episode you i don't even know where you talked about the word spectrum and Mm -hmm. you dropped the word spectrum and that's how i have more so started to understand 
boundaries is in in a spectrum and I didn't before I used to for a very long time just thought this is what it is thankfully mushrooms have really helped to break that down and shown me that there is basically nothing basically nothing that's purely black and white this way or that way Mm -hmm. you know Uh, but we all have to come to a place that we really authentically feel is right for us in whatever the situation or Mm -hmm. circumstance is Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah why don't you talk about talk a little bit about your when when you even started to become aware that we have quote boundaries whoa because i never you know it was only like it was really mushrooms that really started me thinking about the topic itself i just thought you know i know what i want i know who i am this is me and then mm-hmm. you know so yourself Ooh. I am trying to think about that general time frame. So, well, I grew up with attorneys. So my mom and dad, that profession is all about boundaries and negotiation and, you know, coming up with new agreements and weighing what's worth it to who and Mm -hmm. then eventually having a hard line and so I mean I was in the middle of a lot of negotiation conversations with my parents they love to debate each other constantly (laughs) and so I got a sense of boundaries like okay that's not okay with my mom and that's not okay with my dad and they're just going back and forth like okay, well, let's come to a a new agreement. And I took part in those conversations. I'm not took part, but I was somewhat of a bystander, I guess, in a Mm. lot of those. But I didn't know, I didn't have a term for what they were really doing or that they had boundaries they wouldn't budge on uh, at the end of the day. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I remember that feeling of feeling like things are negotiable. Mm. in life Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's okay that we say this isn't acceptable Mm -hmm. my mom taught me that whenever she felt screwed over say at the ice cream stand (laughs) (laughs) you said i would get two scoops this is clearly one you're gonna need to give me my money back because now i don't even want to come in the store anymore because you gave me (laughs) One scoop. She has a thing with <laughs> for service providers, doesn't she? She does. Yeah, yeah a lot of embarrassing moments. AT&T. But... <laughs> you don't want to be on the other end of Back that. The fuck. Don't <laughs> call my mom and tell her Love you, Katie. the bill went up. <laughs> so, but I remember f- knowing that if I didn't want somebody to do something, then I could let that be known and make that very clear and i would i would still be okay Mm. generally speaking Mm -hmm. so from childhood but then actually learning about boundaries specifically in college is when i started taking 
more psychology classes and coaching classes and learning about values and needs like core human needs and uh, communication Mm. learning realizing that we all need to communicate constantly life is just constant communication Mm. with people and so there's a way you can do that effectively there's a way you can do that not effectively there's all kinds of different strategies and techniques that people have come up with and so yeah that's kind of my my memory about like learning about boundaries and then like practicing that in relationships and jobs i remember so financial type of boundaries is a place that I've struggled. Like negotiating pay Mm -hmm. is one of those Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. that I've gotten really nervous about in the past Mm -hmm. and have the tendency to get anxious about it Mm -hmm. still. Mm -hmm. Like feeling like unsure of my worth in a specific area and not knowing how to comfortably, I feel like I, I didn't learn that, mm-hmm. like how to negotiate what my skill set is worth. That's and, interesting, especially because you learn so much about negotiating and boundaries from your parents who are like, you know, this is like $500 an hour or no. Right. Yeah. yeah. I wonder, do you have any kind of insight into why that might be the case or where that came from? Yeah, I think, so I was telling you the other day that I felt embarrassed about my parents being like us being upper middle class, I would say, mm-hmm. and school growing up in a city, city schools mm-hmm. and feeling like being financially comfortable was something to be ashamed of. Mm-hmm. And because I got made fun of for it, I got mm-hmm. made fun of having nice clothes and I remember intentionally shopping when I became aware of that, that I was being made fun of because of the clothes I was wearing and having a nice lunch packed and those types of things I avoided at all costs. Mm. The appearance of me having financial comfort. Mm -hmm. And so that I developed a paradigm that it's not okay to have money and money isn't associated with worth and Mm -hmm. value. Mm -hmm. And so that's definitely a part of it Mm -hmm. is understanding Mm. the spectrum of, of all that. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can be a nice person. You can be an awesome person and you can give back and still have money is something I'm just starting to wrap my head around Mm -hmm. in the past Mm -hmm. couple of years. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So there are so many different kinds of boundaries that we maintain at any given time, right? From mm-hmm. this financial to our relationship boundaries and within relationships, you have friendships, sexual relationships, you have familial relationships, you have children, there's boundaries of work and home life. And, and I feel, I feel like there's the potential to develop, a sort of fatigue around 
and then now we've got like social media creeping in all the time and news and Mm -hmm. you know a lot of a lot of stuff that is Mm -hmm. encroaching on different kinds of boundaries that we have and so i've never really thought about it but it seems like you know there's the thing of decision fatigue where you know you only get like so many decisions a day before you're just like fuck i don't care i I don't care i can't even think about it right and so considering considering that in terms of in terms of boundaries is, is kind of an interesting topic for me right off the bat yeah what about you what do you what's like the first memory mm. you have of questioning a boundary i think it was i think it was probably when the catholic church scandal broke because I realized then I was 19 when all that happened and I was fully bought into Catholicism. Um, and I think then I realized that I had unknowingly allowed this very corrupt and sick, um, institute to dictate my life and I I wasn't like I didn't like think of it consciously consciously in terms of a Mm -hmm. boundary has been crossed but when I think back of the first conscious realization that I had a boundary that I was unaware of is then you know, I was always very growing up. I was, I was raised in a family that was very, mm-hmm. uh, religious and con- judgmental, you know, like Baptists are going to hell. Gay people are going to hell. Uh, you name it. Anybody that's not Catholic basically and doing exactly what the Catholic church says is right. going to hell. Uh, but those priests that, you know, are fucking little kids are, that doesn't count. They're not going to hell. They're just going to another church to fuck up little kids. Yeah. <sighs> Just see the fucking disgust. Anyway, um, so I had as a as a child, I grew up very like no, no, and I was I was I grew up racist, I grew up sexist, I grew up homophobic, I grew up very like fuck that, that's bad. And then when the Catholic Church thing happened, um, a lot of those boundaries started to dissolve very quickly because I started to think, well, if this is not true then what else that I've been told? What other, you know, boundaries that I have allowed to be crossed mm-hmm. are, are, you know, not true or however you want to say it. And so then I started to kind of reevaluate and take a step back and open myself up to new information. And then I started, you know, I, I moved to the mega city of Louisville, Kentucky, and I met my first gay man, <laughs> um, you know, and yeah, I started to get exposed to cultural diversity and began to see that, you know, hold on, I can decide where my boundaries stop. You know, uh, I can decide what's okay, what I, what I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And so like gay men, for instance, that was something that was, it felt like a real accomplishment for me to to just like 
not even think of a gay man as a gay man. It's just like, this is just a guy. It's just a person, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but there was one gay man that ended up grabbing my junk one night. And that was a boundary that I was like, no, but we can still be friends. We can be cool, but that ain't happening, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then where, where boundaries, but, but where boundaries became very tangible to me. And this is like, cause like I start this whole thing of previously from church and sexuality and race and gender and all that stuff. I didn't see that as a boundary thing. I just saw it as kind of like a preference thing or like a level of comfort, mm-hmm. which is an indicator of a boundary, but, but still it boundaries became actually very tangible to me with mushrooms because mm-hmm. I started to get to a point where I could feel where my boundary ended mm. and intersected with other people mm-hmm. and like in terms of like my, my field um, there even very early on, not very early on uh, seems like it cause it was 10 years ago, but you know, about 10 years ago, halfway through my mushroom journey thus far, I started to experience this where I, we would be tripping out in the woods and I would go off by myself a little bit, you know, away from the group and I would feel like me. I could, I I could just feel me. Mm -hmm. And then I would start to walk towards other people and I would get to a certain point where I could feel this person and feel that person Mm -hmm. and different people had their boundary extended different Mm. distances from their center. Mm-hmm. And then I learned that I could bring my boundary in closer to my center and expand my boundary out further. Uh, and so it, it became a very tangible concept about, you know, when I was in my thirties. Um, hmm. And even now there's a lot that I'm still learning about boundaries and um, mainly, mainly where I still have, too firm of boundaries or where my boundaries have um, overtaken the boundaries of others, you know, and where I need to pull back a little bit more, um, where I need to open up a little bit more Hmm. and observing the psychedelic space and with people who, people who don't have really firm boundaries are often people who are more affected by the mushrooms, mm-hmm. right? And so trying to understand kind of that, you know, mm-hmm. like what does that mean? Wow. What does that indicate? So, yeah, I think about boundaries in, on, on multiple levels. Um, and then now all this stuff with social media, like I said, and um, kind of the social conundrum that we're in, with the virus thing and all this has actually had me thinking a lot about physical boundaries, energetic boundaries, social boundaries, Mm -hmm. you know. um. Are you looking for a community that allows you to authentically express and explore what it means to be human? One that honors the divinity within you and all life? Then Sanctuary may be just the community you have been looking for. 
Sanctuary is a faith-based organization centered around the sacrament of sacred mushrooms for spiritual exploration and personal development. You are invited to become a member and commune with us. Join us for a Sunday Zoom service or a weekend sacred mushroom retreat in the beautiful Kentucky countryside. Visit psanctuary.org to become a member and find more information. Ooh, that took me somewhere. Are you talking about boundaries in the mushroom space and me recalling all these times where I felt like while I'm in that space and kind of coming, transitioning out of it, feeling uncomfortable with knowing when I'm crossing, how to know when I'm crossing someone else's boundary that's also mm-hmm. participating in the mushroom mm. uh experience with me and feeling like i feel like it's not okay to mm-hmm. talk right now but i kind of want to but i don't know and i feel like really afraid to voice that cuz i know this is really sensitive space and just feeling a lot of uncomfort in that particular area in the mushroom space with other people. And Hmm. really to me, that's bringing to light. And I haven't thought about it this clearly ever before, I don't think, but that that's really illustrating my work that I have to do with boundaries in general and not having the healthiest boundaries and there's this there's this misunderstanding i think with boundaries in a lot of people that if you have extremely firm boundaries that means you have healthy boundaries right. and that's not necessarily the case yeah. uh you we we can put our walls up quote unquote walls and not allow others in mm-hmm. so to speak mm-hmm to our feelings and our life and that's not a healthy boundary necessarily Mm -hmm. so yeah it's a it's a gray area space this boundary thing Mm -hmm. and learning our own personal needs and identifying those and talking about them which is really where the magic happens i think and Mm -hmm. attempting to communicate our needs and our feelings and our interests and seeing like feeling out that with other people too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and learning like where our boundaries are at Mm -hmm. and where they're healthy for us because inverse to what you're saying it's not healthy to have completely open boundaries and let people just like tell you what to do and right you know and all that so um how how have you found how have you been able to move more towards balance and what do you consider like how do you describe your current understanding of a healthy boundary for you mm. <clears throat> well i f- feel like i've learned <clears throat> with you definitely the most about boundaries in our ability to communicate with each other or make the attempt to talk with each other Mm. and be genuinely 
curious about how the other person feels around a variety of things and topics, but us eating mushrooms together so early on, I feel like forced conversations, i.e. check out our last episode on (laughs) urinating all over Eric's house (laughs) while tripping. (laughs) It kind, I mean that, just that example of being in such a vulnerable space and not being able to really hide uh, that energetic stuff Mm -hmm. and coming out in that way and you being willing to talk about it with me instead of you could have just said whoa nope bye like not gonna talk about that not interested in talking about that uh hope you have a nice life and just sent me off or you could have just said okay that happened don't want to talk about it and so let's just move on and not talk about what that was all about you peeing all over my house what most people do that is what most people do and i might have at that time if you wouldn't have insisted on talking about it i probably wouldn't have i probably would have just Hmm. gone on and pretended like it didn't happen what, what, what I, I don't want to get away from what a healthy boundary looks like for you, but what, yeah, what is that in people that don't want to talk about? Is that a is that a too firm of a boundary? Is that too so, soft of a boundary? Like not, I can see it being too firm in that I'm not talking about this. This is not uncomfortable for me. Boom, no, not happening. Or I can be seeing it being too of a. A soft boundary. Yeah, too soft of a boundary for sure. Okay. Yeah, not because I was Hmm. willing to talk about it Mm -hmm. with you Mm -hmm. and I was very willing and I wanted to within myself understand what just happened, but it happened. But at the same time, I was afraid of what once I realized, once I came down from that experience, Mm -hmm. so to speak, came down, but um, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, it hit me what I had just done and I was so embarrassed. Like I, I mean, can you imagine? (laughs) Like you meet someone that you're so into and want to impress so much like that is the beginning of dating. You're typically right. Trying to like, look what I can do. Like, <laughs> like look at me, like the, like the little mating dance. Like you want to be around me. Like, look at this. Look at what I got. You know, it's like you're presenting your flashiest self. Typically not that that's, that's like a cultural thing and maybe not the healthiest thing to do necessarily. But anyway, realizing after really just having dated you for a month or something, Mm -hmm. that's what I had just done was urinate all over your house (laughs) and you're sweeping up my pee or mopping up my pee and like, you know, asking me to not do it and it all like unraveling before my eyes, like the, the shame that came over me Mm. and feeling like what kind of, person am I like all the scariest things and we carry around this Mm -hmm. this image in society that 
we are okay. Like I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be worried about me. Like I'm mm-hmm. not crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Like I don't have weird <laughs> thoughts. I like, I'm totally normal. Like, don't be afraid, you know, hire me, date me, like be my neighbor, you know? And so realizing that we really actually don't know what the fuck we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're just, trying to pretend the best we can Mm -hmm. out in the world Mm -hmm. and that dawning on me was just like am i crazy am i the crazy one am i should i be in an institution like what is this what just happened Mm -hmm. and i was so afraid i never had anything like that happen Mm -hmm. in front of other people and having to admit that that happened was just so embarrassing and if there is if there is one photograph of our lives that I wish that I had, <laughs> it would be that. Me standing there with that mop. Just like, what the fuck? We need to recreate that in a photo. Sometime. We should. <laughs> we be should. Our first psilocybin says t-shirt. Yeah. It's okay to pee. Yeah. Let it go. Let it all go. Let it go. <laughs> um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, really to 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 talk about things i guess that i guess that that's where we find our boundaries you know like in the conversations because if we just if we just continue to maintain i'm this is what i'm okay with and this is what i'm not okay with if you have a conversation about any given topic then and you're actually listening to the conversation then information will come that will cause you to question your stance Mm -hmm. i mean in most situations yeah and just because we're exploring something exploring thoughts and ideas and curiosities that doesn't mean that we have to make moves Mm. on them Mm -hmm. and so by by just by talking about things, if we can create a safe space, which like with sanctuary, that's exactly what we're going for Mm -hmm. is creating a safe space for Mm -hmm. people to recognize they are going in uncharted waters with mushrooms and like allowing that to happen with, sanctuary clerics and knowing that they're going to do things. They're going to say things that, you know, may, they don't even realize that are going through their minds and their bodies and their energy mm-hmm. fields. And it's going to come out and that they're not going to be like, you know, ridiculed or that, that's whatever such a, in the moment. Such a, kind of weird place and I've often thought that my rigidity in my boundaries early on was actually very helpful in becoming a space holder or whatever Um, because like you do have to hold a boundary Mm -hmm. for for everybody like you have to you have to Mm -hmm. there's like a I, as flaky as it sounds, as hippy dippy as it sounds, like eh, you do hold a space. It is a circle of healing. You are, you know, and, and and I have often visualized this 
kind of dome around the people that I'm taking care of or that we're taking care of as a group or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. But Yeah, uh, that's something that I I know most people don't understand is is that the people that you want supporting you while you're in that space, you're going to need to feel confident that they're going to like physically defend you <laughs> like mm-hmm, if need mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. or just draw or, a hard no yeah boundary have very clear boundaries but at the same time that's where it's so this is where i love it i just love trip sitting because it is such a dance with boundaries because there there is absolutely a time where you know you've got 10 people in a circle and you've got one person that's moaning or screaming or laughing or whatever. And someone feels, may feel that their boundary is being crossed. Um, and there have been times in the past when I have felt that way as well. And there are times when, you know, separation is beneficial. But more than not, if by allowing by by holding the boundary for the entire group rather than just a boundary on it you have there's like there's like boundaries for the individuals there's boundaries for yourself as a facilitator there's boundaries for the other facilitators there's boundaries for the entire space and so like i feel like multitasking it's multitasking i feel like this kind of like puppeteer you know with all these different strings on my fingers that i'm kind of trying to balance for everybody to get the most of what they and the thing is like the situation where sometimes people feel like their boundaries being crossed by someone else that's tripping in the space is that if you can allow it if you can hold that big boundary and sometimes it's real fucking hard to hold that big boundary but if you can hold that big boundary then people will understand begin to understand that their rigidity against someone that's screaming or laughing or whatever is a boundary that they need to let go of right Mm. so there's like this beautiful thing about helping holding the big boundary and letting everybody know that whatever is happening right here in this group is safe and good, then that can allow people who have too rigid of boundaries to let their personal boundaries down a little bit mm-hmm. and allow someone else to dance with them. But then there have also been instances where indeed someone else's boundary is overstepping others and then you you know you have to find ways to either verbally or energetically or physically kind of draw that boundary so that Mm -hmm. people understand holy shit like i am i am taking up too much space you know Mm -hmm. it's just a really interesting dance and it's it's helped me understand that boundaries are meant to be flexible there are times when we have to have a hard boundary there are times when we have to remain completely and utterly open to whatever comes and there are times most times where it's somewhere on the spectrum in the middle Mm -hmm. yeah it's on a spectrum so let's go back to the question of what's a a healthy boundary for you right now or how do you understand 
boundaries, healthy boundaries for yourself right now? Mm, that's such a good question. Well, and you know, there's like lots of facets. So maybe we don't, you know, just kind of generally speaking. Though. Right. Yeah. This is not going to be a concise answer. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I feel like healthy boundaries for me, when I think about that, I think about experiencing a feeling and when I'm with say you, if a feeling comes up, when a feeling comes up, comes through me, I want to be able to express that feeling to you, Mm -hmm. the or the person that I'm with Mm -hmm. and talk about it. And feel heard and or at least that there's an interest there in feeling in someone wanting to hear me whoever I'm with Mm -hmm. and if there's not time for it in the moment saying like I want to explore this more for you I feel like Mm -hmm. this is a feeling something you're trying to understand and express and I I want to help I want to participate in that with Mm -hmm. you feels like the experience of a healthy boundary, like in the way of I'm able to communicate how I feel and that it's safe. And if I'm feeling something that feels great, that I can express that. And the person with me is able to, uh, say well I guess this is more of like just the experience of a healthy boundary in a relationship and not so much maybe personally but really just that I feel like that I am able to express myself and my needs I mean it sounds like basically interpersonal boundaries not just like a interpersonal relationship but just an interpersonal boundary that sounds right sounds like a healthy so it it sounds like you're saying that a healthy interpersonal boundary for you is when there is a little give and take on both sides where everybody's hearing each other and acknowledging each other. And where, where are some places that you feel like your boundaries are very rigid and where are some places that you feel like your boundaries are very soft? Hmm. I feel like when it comes to our children, I, have more rigid boundaries to protect them. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm gaining an understanding of that more and more all the time. And that that's also a spectrum of protection and helping our kids. Mm -hmm. Like that doesn't always mean like I have to have a hard line. Sometimes it could mean a softer line that, it's creating that outside boundary, kind mm-hmm. of like what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Like I'm creating a safe space for you to mm-hmm. understand for yourself what you want. And then sometimes it looks more like, no, you can't run into the street <laughs> in front of the car type of boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so with them and uh, softer boundaries, I feel like that's harder for me. And <laughs> I have no boundaries when it comes to chocolate, <laughs> dark chocolate. And very soft boundaries you do have around a hard coffee. Boundary, no milk chocolate. I that's true. <laughs> that's true. No milk chocolate. No, like I did eat Chick Fil A yesterday, which I experienced a softening of my boundary around okay fast food yesterday because okay. I. It's not a very soft boundary for you, generally. Right. Yeah. I mean, Chick Fil A is supposed to be a little. Well, they're Jesus higher fans. quality, yeah, right? They're, they're yeah. homophobic. So the spirit their, is their running through. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I'm interested in this because I have definitely seen you get firmer boundaries in a lot of different areas over the last few years. But, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So that's another thing. Like I used to have. Uh, and when I met you, when you and I met, I feel like my boundaries were pretty. I mean, I was free flying. I felt mm. like I was graduating or had I graduated Oh yeah. with my, I got my degree yeah. and I had been living such an intense scheduled life for so long that I just yeah. said, fuck it. I got yeah, out of college super and hard boundaries growing up all the time with skating and everything. Yeah. My so. boundaries have been so rigid yeah. my whole life up until that point. And all of a sudden I was, it was like an opportunity for a new fresh start and I just wanted to live mm. and not be on a schedule all the time. And so when smoking you and good, I good all day long. smoking that blueberry yum yum, <laughs> like all day, every day. And so I was just up for whatever I was trying to learn how to go with the flow mm. without being so concrete all the time, mm. like got to do this, got to accomplish this, got to have this goal, that goal, this goal, like constantly evaluating my life in every moment. So I let it all go pretty much when I met you. And then we were together for a few years and then we were arrested uh, and for, you know, possession of marijuana and, psilocybin yeah and so anyway we were arrested and then i was like what wake up call mm. time to get some more firm boundaries up in here yeah. that's no doubt about I that so talking, yeah. i mm-hmm. there the pendulum swung and i was like back to can't fuck around at all no drinking mm. no smoking mm. no like working all the time, like yeah, working as much as possible on probation. I remember I like, wouldn't. Yeah. Terrified. fight. So terrified. And wow. I did not want to mess up. Mm. And I felt like so ashamed. I felt like I let everybody down. Nobody could trust me. I felt like I was, I was an outcast and I just, I felt like I got to do everything I can to regain my status Mm. i mean i have a felony like Mm. i gotta be extra i gotta be so much more than ever before on top of my game and so 
now at this point, six years, six and a half years later, it's mm. been six and a half years. Yeah, something like that. Um, I'm starting to find more of a balance mm-hmm. for sure. In the last couple of years, I've mm-hmm. been slowly coming back to the center mm-hmm. with boundaries and mm-hmm. feeling like it's okay to explore the boundaries a little bit. And as I've experienced that, okay, if you're rigid all the time, then people won't want to be around you. And, you know, I want people to want to be around me. I want to be around people. I mm-hmm. want to enjoy my life mm-hmm. and not feel yeah. on edge all the time. And, and through that, through that swinging of the pendulum, I feel like you and we have found more about, you know, what is too open of a boundary and what's too closed of a boundary. And, you know, it's continuing to to refine that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Where do you feel like you have rigid mm. and soft boundaries? Mm. I feel like it's kind of it's kind of interesting as we talk about this that there's a little bit of an almost an oxymoron to it. Um. Because, how do I don't want to put this? First of all, let me, talk, let me think about a rigid boundary. Um, um, I think that I still have some ideologically rigid boundaries. But even I say that, as I say that, I question it. Um, because I, I, I don't ascribe to any political party. Um, my religious slash spiritual views are very malleable, and I'm always open to. I guess like that's one of the places though is like I'm very rigid in that I do not believe in the fucking storyline that we've been told, like the God in the sky, Noah in the ark and, you know, uh, all the, like the government is the answer kind of thing. Like I'm, I'm pretty rigid in a lot of that stuff. And, uh, it causes me to be a little resistant in conversations. You know, I don't, I just don't want to fucking hear it. Like your grandpa came around talking about Noah's in the ark and was like, I don't want to fucking hear this shit. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is that every culture has a flood myth. And there's a reason for that. Were there two by two animals on the ark and all that bullshit? No. But, you know, like, so for me to completely just like dismiss and not want to hear the fucking talk when I could actually bring to the conversation something that might help let his boundary open up a little bit more if I wasn't so immediately resistant to it. So I get pretty... And when you when we're saying like hard boundaries, soft boundaries, when I think about a bound a hard boundary, I'm thinking it's almost like hard boundaries are always about protection, mm-hmm. protecting your ideology, protecting mm-hmm. your family, protecting your children. You said it, you mm-hmm. know. And so whenever I hear someone talk about something that feels a little threatening to me, I I feel my boundaries getting more rigid, and. That's not necessarily a good thing. 
Um, and then where the real kind of irony starts to hit me is that in certain ways, as I have relaxed my boundaries, then that has disciplined my mind. So mm-hmm. let me just, I'll just, you know, if you don't mind, I'll yeah, use please. this example. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for a very long time, um, I was, had a very rigid boundary that I was incapable of monogamy. I had a very rigid boundary that this was not normal, that this was unhealthy, that there's no way that this is who I am. And I had a very rigid boundary. And as I look at it, like that was actually like, that was a form of me attempting to protect um, kind of my sense of sovereignty, Mm -hmm. you know. And as this whole kind of journey has unfolded, And I have found that what I kind of was telling myself was an open boundary was actually a very rigid boundary. And so as I have gained new information um, and further experience, then I have... opened myself up to the possibility, the very, what seems like very healthy um, reality that the best boundary for me is this much, much more monogamous type experience. And this is such a, I don't know. I'm really grateful to have the opportunity to share this publicly. Honestly, I've gotten some shit for it. Fuck you. That's a boundary I'm going to establish. I am a healthy person who is trying to figure out how to live a healthy life. And, um, that's another boundary that I'm not going, I'm just, I'm not going to, you can judge me, but I'm not going to be subject to your judgment and allow your, someone's judgment to prevent me from exploring life authentically. And this, this is actually an opening of a boundary that has closed my behavior. And I, I know, and here's where we come to the question of how do you know, or how do I know? Anyway, I can't answer my house, but how do I know if a boundary is healthy or not? And the short answer is kind of what you said. Do I breathe a sigh of relief or do I tense up? And if I get tense, then it's an unhealthy boundary. If I, 
feel that relief, then it's a healthy boundary. And I can honestly look back and say that this very firm boundary of I will be non-monogamous and anybody doesn't like that is going to have to get out of my way. Um, it has been unhealthy. It's, it's brought stress into my life. It's felt very stressful. Like I have to do certain things and behave a certain way. Um, whereas this other feeling is more like relaxed and you can just, you, you, you don't have to, cause that's another thing too, right? One of the kind of places where this is an important boundary on, on not just this topic. I think that every topic is that we have to remain open for new information. So if I was to say, I am, like I had said before, I am you know, polyamorous and this is just the way it is and I'm only going to be this way. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very rigid, very closed off mm-hmm. perspective. And there's always going to be a resistance to that. And if I was to come back and say, I am only monogamous and this is only how I'm going to be, mm-hmm. then that is another very rigid perspective. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I can say, wow, focusing my uh, romantic affection towards this one person feels like a big sigh of relief. But, you know, if something comes up, then, you know, whatever. We can, we can talk about that. We can deal with that. But it's like not something that really is on my mind. Because that that determination that I was going to maintain this lifestyle meant that I had to wake up and like do the thing that I said I was going to do, right? Like if I say I'm going to be, um, you you were talking about making money. If my boundary is like I'm going to make a million fucking dollars, period, get out of my way, right? Then that means you get up every day and you're fucking hunting for that million dollars. You're hunting for that next dollar that you're going to stack until you got a million. But if you get up and you're like, I'm going to make a million dollars, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm okay with making a million dollars. Then like, you know, you're open to making a million dollars, but you're just like working, doing your thing. And it's not like this drive that you have to do this thing. So it's interesting how, when we put a real rigid boundary around something, pretty much everybody almost invariably wants to break it. Hmm. And that's where it's like, it's so, it's so nonsensical to me how in society and particularly like the political stuff, like we know this psychology knows very well when you tell someone no, then they're going to do the opposite. It's just inevitable. You can only say, don't do this thing or do do this thing for so long before people push back against it. And so, like, if there's any kind of public policy or any kind of something that we want to help people understand is better for them, better for the health of everybody, yeah, forcing it is actually... The ability to choose. 
Yeah, detrimental. Uh, yeah. Does any of that make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah, it does. It makes a lot of sense. And thinking about... Uh, that particular experience that you just talked about in being so determined to be non-monogamous, uh, I mean, most of our relationship, it's been interesting for me experiencing that, uh, from this side, this determination, like feeling your determination, to have that experience of non-monogamy. Whereas from my side, when we first met, I felt very open. Like I had mentioned before, I mean, I was just free balling all the time when we first (laughs) met, just like literally, (laughs) I mean, I don't, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Free flowing, free. (laughs) No underwear, baby. (laughs) Commando Uh, style. (laughs) Um, I was very open to that experience, but I wasn't determined for it. Mm-hmm. And I, I had lived a life though of you will be monogamous, right? Especially Catholicism, oh, yeah. You know? And it was like I recognize now that so much of that was me pushing back against this boundary right. that had been enforced on me. And I think a lot of people—that's mm-hmm. what when people are like all these you know, instances of people cheating and whatnot. I I think that's a big part of it is that this enforced boundary is just resistance against it. Yeah. And that's, it's such a dynamic topic here, but, um, anyway, experiencing that from you, like I went from being very open to it to feeling like I had to be mm-hmm. non-monogamous in order to be in a relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And I felt myself almost having to, not having to, but I felt myself having more and more and more rigid boundaries mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. our sexuality, mm-hmm. feeling an unsafety mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and feeling like a must Mm -hmm. or a should Mm -hmm. and instead of like this is an experience that i'm choosing Mm -hmm. and allowing it to free me which is kind of the one of the foundations of ethical non-monogamy is to be more free in a healthy and ethical way Mm -hmm. but i didn't i started to feel like like this isn't really a choice anymore Mm -hmm. like this isn't something i that feels like it's freeing us. And so it's interesting to feel you uh, like feeling differently about that experience with sexuality with one person versus multiple people. And in the last, what do you say? What would you say? Six months or so Mm -hmm. you've really, Mm -hmm had some revelations around that and I've been feeling more willing to consider or like feel like not willing to consider, but like it's okay for me to be open to it Mm -hmm. as I've been feeling the lessening of pressure Mm -hmm. 
from your side. Mm -hmm. I've been feeling more able to attend like the zoom workshops Mm -hmm. from the leveled up love subscription Mm -hmm. that I had and, but more out of a curiosity instead of a, I've got to figure this out right now. Mm -hmm. Like I've got to figure out how to be more open, be more willing, be Mm -hmm. more Mm -hmm. free. Like I have to do it. That's how I have felt for a while up until the last few months. Really. I Mm -hmm. felt like, okay, Mm -hmm. like maybe I could like, consider this again sometime like in the future Mm -hmm. like maybe i could it really illustrates to me how important healthy boundaries are not just for ourselves but for the people that we love and the people in our community and you know it's you not having healthy boundaries Mm -hmm. has had a negative impact on me at times and me not having healthy boundaries has had a negative impact on you at times Mm -hmm. And me, if, if I don't have a healthy boundary, then that affects the people like all around. I mean, it's like we, it's again, the mushrooms show us time and time again that we are all connected. And if we're pushing too hard or if we're being too soft and then it's creating an opportunity for imbalance. Uh, and so that's really what it's really all about is being able to find a healthy balance mm-hmm. and allowing people to f- just figure out what it means to be the meat sack that they are. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, the meat sack that they're in the thing that they are in the meat sack that they're in. That's right. So no, and I've, I've never, I have never thought about that until just this conversation that <laughs> what I thought was a, an open boundary was actually a very rigid boundary. You know, I thought right. that me being open to other relationships was, you know, illustrated a relaxed boundary. Yeah. But it was really a rigid boundary. Yeah. Cause it was more than unhealthy. being open to it. Oh, it was determined. It was, yeah. Yeah. And just like, you know, just like that, social pressure that I felt to have a, you know, strictly monogamous relationship created this pressure for me to resist it. Then me create, putting this pressure to must have a non-monogamous relationship Mm -hmm. created a a pressure or resistance from you. Um, So, yeah, I think one of the big takeaways in all of this for me is that, um, how do I want to say it? the less we push our boundaries on others, then the more people will be willing to accept us or accept our boundaries. And at the same time, the more we establish a very clear boundary, then the more people will respect us as we are. So there's like this acceptance and respect that are the outcomes of healthy, firm, or soft boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being able to state what we're feeling Mm. and our needs Mm -hmm. 
is definitely an indicator of healthy, having healthy boundaries and being willing to consider, I think as well, like reconsider. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, okay, I, I have this feeling and like, I have this need and maybe it doesn't have to look exactly like I Mm -hmm. think it needs to look Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in order to get the need met and to have a feeling that feels better. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm willing to consider other options and really consider them. Yeah. So I, you know, audience encourage everybody to really take that perspective into the entirety of your lives.